You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 66. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 66. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, master certified life coach, teacher, and recovering supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, supermoms. How are you doing? You hanging in there? These are some interesting times. It's a crazy, you know, thing we're all living through. And I feel so lucky that I get this inside scoop because, you know, you go on social media and everybody's, you know, looking so cute and doing their hikes and their, I don't know, homeschooling and their little songs and dances, (laughs) having their little uh, artistic renaissance with music and singing and I don't know, creativity. I see a lot of that. But then I get to talk on the phone with these mamas who are in the trenches trying to, you know, got kids at home, returned college students at home, disappointed teenagers. They've got jobs where they're supposed to be working. Some of my clients' work has really um, increased. Some has greatly decreased. And it's just so um, emotional. It's kind of like this roller coaster, right? (laughs) And every week it can be like, oh my God, it's so great. Life's so easy and so peaceful. And I love being able to cook for my kids. And the next week they're like, oh my God, it's so hard. And I'm so, you know, bored or restless or anxious or busy or stressed. Or it's like, it could be anything. Any emotion under the sun right now is fair game. So great time to be a life coach because you really get the inside scoop. And I love it. And I'm happy to be trying to do as many things as I can for my super moms who are really carrying the burdens of this coronavirus. You know, those of us who have teenagers or kids are out of the house. It's like, oh, my God, it's so easy. (laughs) But if you've got little kids and you didn't sign up to be a stay home mom or you have an only child, that's another topic we could talk about because they're really struggling and you're trying to work from home, like it's just so much. And so I just want to remind you that I am doing a webinar. Let's see, this will come out the day before. So April 16th, I'm doing uh, how to stop yelling at your kids. And I decided to do it on. So the problem isn't the yelling, right? What I want to get to is how do I learn to not be annoyed by my children? Because the only reason you're yelling is because you're annoyed. And so let's take it a layer deeper and say, how to not be annoyed by my children. (laughs) Wouldn't that be helpful to know? That's what we're going to do on the webinar. And then the week after that, I'm going to do what I call a super mom challenge. And so this is for free. Both of them are for free. Uh, The webinar, you can go to sign up at lifecoachingforparents.com slash stop yelling with a hyphen between stop yelling, those two words. Um, So sign up for that. The Supermom Challenge begins on April 20th. And this is just a free thing I do in my Facebook group. And it's a little 15 minute journal exercise that we do every day. 
for seven days. And it's just to help you if you feel like you're lost, if you feel like you're kind of drowning a little bit and you're like, I don't know who I am, where I'm going, what I'm doing. This that's it's designed for that to kind of get your attention back on to you and what you want and what you need and what's important. And so to sign up for that, you go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash challenge. And I will see you in the Facebook group. We're going to do it live all together. But today's topic, I'm actually excited about, we're going to talk about the different stages of the coronavirus quarantine for moms. Okay. And I hope that you will recognize yourself in them. This is not a very uh, long-term study. (laughs) This is just what I'm noticing as I talk to my clients week after week and the different kind of stages they seem to be going through, including myself. I'm definitely, uh, I've been, it's a month, uh, starting, I guess, the 13th of March, I've been sheltered in place. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling it. It's uh, interesting. It's just a a general quieting (laughs) and stillness. And so I feel like we're all kind of having to face ourselves, right? Any unresolved issues you have are coming up to the surface and ready to be looked at. So it's a great time to be a life coach. It's a great time to start life coaching. If you've been interested in, in thinking about life coaching, oh my gosh, now is never better because everything is coming up to the surface at such a rapid pace because you recognize it's all you. Like we have removed the external pressure. You can't blame the busy commute. You can't blame the, you know, the stressful, like driving kids around town, or it's like, it's all here. (laughs) And as much of the cultural programming that we have now, it's like, you have to opt in for, if you want to compare and despair, you have to opt into social media to see other people and think that you're not doing enough. And if you're still opting in for that, why? Why do you want to leave? You're not doing enough. So now is an incredible time. So we're going to talk about the stages of uh, qu- quarantine and hopefully, and then the kind of the future trajectory. We're going to take a look into the future and see where we're headed. Okay. So stage one is denial. And I don't know if you spent much time here, but I definitely did. I flew into SeaTac Airport, right? When Washington State was having all these outbreaks and it was like the hotbed of uh, the coronavirus. I'm like flying in. Oh, granted, I wiped down the seat and I brought my Clorox wipes and my hand sanitizer, but I was still kind of just in denial. Like, oh, this is affecting, you know, the elderly and the immune compromised. And of course that's serious and important, but I didn't really understand the whole pandemic thing. And I was you know, on my way to the airport on March 12th. I had a lot of travel coming up. And uh, when I had to turn the car around on the way to the airport and go back home and I have been sheltered since. So denial, I think we've all kind of been there. It's gonna, it either shows up as like, oh, it won't last long. It's temporary. Uh, the kids are coming home. You know, it's a longer spring break, <laughs> that kind of thing. Or maybe you're thinking like, this is going to be great. Oh my gosh, like I'm going to love this. I'm going to clean out the basement, plant a garden, repaint the kids' rooms. I'm going to do yoga videos. Like I'm going to exercise every day. Like maybe you had some really like high ambitions for what you were going to get done during quarantine. And so that's kind of what I'm calling that stage one. Stage two is life simplified. Like we've removed a lot of the busyness, right? There's some adjustment. 
the first thing is this kind of like, okay, should I let my kids sleep till noon? Or shouldn't there be some sort of schedule and structure to the day? Overall, it's been good, you know, but there's been adjusting to the new normal, right? The kids are sad, they're missing their friends, but they're settling into some sort semblance of a routine. You've got time to like eat dinner as a family and play games and watch movies and do puzzles and all this stuff. Like overall stress levels have gone down. For the first time in years, you're getting eight hours of sleep and you're having time to like bake, do baking and things like that. So it's this almost like a little vacation, right? We're calling that stage two, where you're just kind of hunkered down in the shelter and with your family, and it's just a little bit more relaxed and chill. Stage three, I'm calling it self-care where you can't remember the last time you looked in a mirror and it shows. Nobody knows what day it is. You get through the day on coffee, fruit snacks, and mac and cheese. You feel numb. Like it's just that like every day is the same. You're going through the motions, but you're not really feeling uh, fully alive. The kids are content. They seem all right, but the self-care is lagging. Well, maybe theirs and your own, right? And so some people are going to stay in stage two, life simplified, and they're going to love it. And this is going to be this great, quieting that they so desperately needed. And they're going to come out of it and think, okay, how can I not return to normal? How can I continue this deliciousness and this slowing down and have time for my creativity and this new exercise program that I'm really enjoying or whatever, right? Some people are going to stay in stage two and love it. Others are going to enter into stage three, this self-care where, where you start to turn to your vices because you're not feeling great. And so you might drink more, eat more of the foods that don't make you feel good about yourself. You might be turning to worrying. So worrying is a vice. It's something that we do inside our heads when we're trying not to feel our feelings. It's very, it's a distraction. It seems like it's so automatic and compelling that it's not in your control. Believe me, I know I am a recovering warrior. It feels like it's happening to you. Okay. But it is a decoy. It's a distraction from what's really going on underneath the worrying. And that might just be simply fear, but we've got to learn how to deal with the fear, how to manage the fear, how to release the fear. And so worrying keeps you stuck. It keeps you avoiding the fear. So you might notice yourself just like scrolling mindlessly on your phone, you know, just kind of looking for something, but not really feeling fully present. You might be watching the news and just kind of obsessing about the number of COVID cases and just tightening down with like more and more, you know, okay, now I am wearing a mask every time I go to the store. Now I should be wearing eye goggles. Now I should not be going out at all. Now I should be, you know, I'm wiping down my, you know, Amazon boxes. I'm not saying you shouldn't do these things. It's the energy with which you do them. Well, you don't have to wear eye goggles to the um, grocery store. I just saw somebody posting that on Facebook. Like my husband wants me to wear eye goggles. I'm like, I don't think diseases are spread through the eyes, but I am not an expert. Check your sources. So, but it's the energy with which, okay, that you are taking action. So if you are 
coming from a place of fear and tightening down and restricting. And your kids are like, you know, I want to drive to my friend's house and just, you know, wave to her like on the balcony or something like that. And like, technically there's no germs being spread in that, but you're like, no, you can't leave the house. Like if you're coming from a place of fear and worry, that can be a decoy. It's an avoidance of self-care because self-care, when it comes to fear, what would be, it's just like, okay, imagine that your kid is freaked out and scared because, you know, he just learned, he just watched some show about murderers. And he now thinks that there's a murderer lurking outside his window. So imagine your kid like comes to you and he's crying, he's freaked out, and he's scared. He's like, mom, you don't understand. There's like, a, I th- I'm afraid there's somebody out there and they have a knife and they're going to stab me or shoot me. Okay. What would you do? As a mom who's caring and compassionate, and you can see that your child really legitimately is terrified. How would you soothe your kid? Like first you would like be very calm. You would take them into your arms. You maybe give them a hug, put your hand on their shoulder. You would say, oh, honey, I, I get it's scary. I know it's fine. Like, let's take a look. You grab their hand. You turn the lights on. You might shine a flashlight outside and kind of gently, quietly show them some evidence to try to prove that it's safe. All right. When we ourselves are scared, we do not treat ourselves like this little child, right? We have this fearful part of us that's like freaking out, like it's scary out there, bad things could happen, I could get jerks and die and everything could be horrible. And and so what we do is we just instead, we watch, like in this scenario with the kid, we watch more murder shows. We're like, well, maybe if I understood murder more, maybe if I could understand criminal minds and what goes on behind their psyches, then maybe I'll not be afraid of murderers. <laughs> this does not work, people. You know, maybe if I just double glove and triple glove and double mask, then I'll be safe when I go to the store. It's like, (sighs) what we want to do is we want to say to that scared part of ourselves, oh, honey, come here. I know it's so scary out there. Let me give you a hug. We offer compassion to ourselves. We say, okay, let's just, I'm going to take your hand and let's turn on the lights. Let's look at all the good things. Let's look at why it's safe. Let's look at the positive stuff. Okay, so that's how you treat the scared part of you. So that's why I'm saying that worrying is a stage three level of quarantine where it's like self-care where? Where where did that self-care go? I've lost touch with the ability to calm myself down. It feels like I'm drinking more, eating more. It feels like I'm almost like living behind my own back. Like I'm acting in a way. I'm yelling at my kids and I don't want to yell at my kids. I'm drinking and eating stuff I don't want to drink and eat. I'm worrying. I don't want to worry. I'm watching the news. I don't want to watch the news. (laughs) So when you start living behind your own back, that's when life coaching is the perfect time to start. If any of you are in this stage three, schedule a free discovery call. Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule one today and let's get you nip it in the bud. Okay, before you head to square four, stage four, which I'm calling chronically cranky. And now this is a good time to come to life coaching too, for sure. If you're chronically cranky, you want to address it. 
The kids' Zoom calls and Google Classrooms are a total headache. You just get annoyed every time they need it. Mom, I can't log in. Can't find the, you know, I'm muted. <laughs> the camera's not working. And you're just like, ah, it's like nails on a chalkboard. That is time to sign up for life coaching. The constant cooking and cleaning up is feels like you're going to explode. You are you know, three to five meals a day, it feels like. It's just never ending. Nobody's helping. You're snappy. You're impatient. You just feel like a bad mom because when you do yell at them, it's like you don't feel it. You get you kind of release the pressure. That's what the yelling does is it takes some of the pressure off, but then you feel guilty afterwards. Your house feels impossible to keep clean and you're pretty sure it's your husband's fault. <laughs> Not that I've ever been there, but sometimes they're just very convenient and handy to blame. Uh, You get really annoyed easily. You yearn to escape the prison of motherhood, but you just feel like you can't. You feel trapped. On the outside, you're obeying all the rules. You're doing everything right. You're feeding your children. You're sheltering in place. You are doing what you're told but it doesn't feel good on the inside. Sometimes you can even be nice to your kids and you're saying the right things and you're baking the cookies and you're doing the puzzles and playing games, but on the inside, you feel like you're drowning. That's stage four. That's chronically cranky. Like you are just in that going through the motions that zombie mommy mode and it is not fun and you definitely want to address it. And life coaching, at least my super mom is getting tired program. That's what we address. <laughs> I don't know about other life coaching programs. I just know what I offer is for those who are st- stage three, the self-care is starting to wane. You're living behind your own back. And stage four, you're chronically cranky. Stage five, I call super mom burnout. So this is that just going through the emotions of your day without feeling fully alive. This is where it's like depression has really crept in. On the rare occasion, somebody asks you, hey, mom, what do you want? What do you want to eat for dinner? What do you feel like doing today? You cannot find the answer. If you cannot answer the question, what do you want? Or like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the Super Mom is Getting Tired Facebook group, I'm constantly asking you guys these questions to get you tapped into your essence, to remind you to ask yourself those questions. When I pose a question, like one of the questions I asked recently was if the shelter in place quarantine ended tomorrow and what's the first thing you would do? And if you cannot answer that question, then you are in stage five, super mom burnout, where you're like, I don't even know. You have disconnected so much from your spirit that you don't even really know how to get yourself back again. This is kind of the super mom challenge is perfect for this stage. Definitely do this because but it's a little tiny baby step and you might need probably need a major intervention. Okay, because it just takes a while that we can start with the super mom challenge slowly, incrementally getting you back to you. But if you are self-medicating over with overeating, over drinking, prone to like crying fits, uh, recurring illness and chronic pain sometimes can creep in in the super mom burnout stage. You know, I've got talked to some of my clients who've got problems that the doctors are like, this is not a problem. It's just stress related. 
I used to get that all the time. And I was like, this is a legit illness or pain. And the doctors would just be like, well, it might be related to stress. I'm like, I'm not stressed. <laughs> Apparently I was. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't realize that the brain can be happy and the body can be stressed. You know, if you are an extrovert, and you feed off the energy of other people and you love to be outside physically active all the time and you feel like you're housebound and trapped with little children, that's a stress on the body. If you're having to, if you got laid off from your job and you're a stay-at-home mom and you never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, this isn't your essence. You don't like baking and doing puzzles and, you know, whatever. And you're trying to, you're kind of forcing yourself to be somebody you're not. That's a stress on the body. And that can lead to super mom burnout. You might struggle to get out of bed at all. Uh, On the call I did when I did the um, teaching your kids to stay safe without teaching them to be scared, I did that webinar. The first one, there was a woman who called in from Lebanon and she was in full on burnout. She's like, it's, I just can't even get out of bed. I'm just scared all the time. You know, I, I don't know what's happening to my whole country. She's like the everything's falling apart. All the structures are falling apart. The economy, she's like I just don't know how to recover. She was really in stage 5 where it was just felt so dismal that that is the perfect time to start a program of transformation, whether that's my super mom is getting tired program, whether that's some sort of spiritual awakening. I mean this a lot of this aligns with the stages of of a spiritual awakening, we'll call it. So let me kind of tell you that this, why the super mom is tired coaching program is the perfect thing to interrupt this pattern because it gets you aligned with your higher self. That woman in Lebanon, if you heard her voice, like she was coming so much from fear. She could not see any good things happening. And those of us who are listening, she's like, oh, she's sheltered in place with a housekeeper. We're like, oh, that sounds pretty nice. We could find a silver lining in her situation. She had her family and a house cleaner with her. And we're like, hmm, it's not all bad. But of course, she was stuck in the muck and she could not see that there was any silver linings. to. And we don't know what's going on around her, right? But it's hard when everybody else is in fear and stressed and is just falling apart. Of course, it, it's that much more difficult to find peace, to operate from love and trust that everything's going to be okay. So what the Super Mom is Getting Tired coaching program does is it aligns you with your deepest desires, that higher part of yourself that says, what am I yearning for? Like that part of you that knows you're living out of your own, out of alignment with your own values and knows that you're meant for more. You're capable of more. You have more inside you to offer. You want to be a peaceful, loving parent to your kids during this time. You want to be supportive. If your husband has lost his job and is stuck in fear and death of the ego, as we call it, so many of us identify through our work, but men so more than women even. You know, women can identify as like, well, I'm a mom still. I have another identity besides being this career woman, but, and a wife, and we can kind of can get our identity, ego needs met. But culturally, men are, their egos are really attached to their ability to earn income. 
And so when they lose their jobs, whoo, right? It's a death of the ego, the old self. And so it's a time when we really want to feel patient. We want to feel understanding. We want to be compassionate towards our husbands, as well as towards ourselves or our parents or anybody else who's struggling, right? We know deep down that we have this ability to rise to the occasion in our best possible way. And when you're stuck, in the muck of, I just need to do more. I have to work harder. I have to be better. I'm not good enough. You yearn deep down for a feeling of contentment, that all is well, that your kids are fine. They're wonderful. Even if they don't do their homeschooling, even if they can't figure out how to wash a dish, that everything's good, that you've been a good mom to them. And you can let go of that effort and just love them. So when moms come to life coaching in really any of these stages, but really like stage, you know, the the self-care wear and the chronically cranky, those are the best times to come. Burned out. Yes. You just, it might be longer than a 12 week coaching program. My super mom is getting tired is a 12 week coaching program. And so if you're all the way into burnout, then it just plan to invest on maybe six months to get you back. But this is what happens, okay, when moms decide that they are worthy of a transformation and they have lost access to that higher self and they are ready to get it back and start pursuing their deepest desires. The first thing that happens is relief. You get to start feeling better right away. (laughs) And you deserve it, mamas. You've been working so hard that the first step is you get to overcome the anxiety, just to feel better, to be able to like take a deep breath, to not put so much pressure on yourself. This pressure is invisible. And so it's really hard for other people to understand. I get it. (laughs) It takes one to know one. But, you know, your husband, your family, they don't understand what's happening inside your brain. They don't understand that you've got so much pressure on yourself to do everything right, to not make a mistake, to make sure everybody else is happy and taken care of. It's a lot of pressure, but it's invisible and it's very familiar. So it's difficult to remove it without the help of a life coach. So the first step is you stop beating yourself up (laughs) for feeling bad. You've been feeling bad for a while. The first thing is to have compassion and to take that pressure off and say, of course I feel bad. Look at what's been going on inside my head. Look at what I've picked up from cultural programming, from, you know, the environment, from the TV, wherever, right? Like this is just who I am. I've always been with somebody who puts a lot of pressure on myself. So you get to feel better. During our coaching sessions, if you've come into it and we start moving into step one, you get to start releasing the fear, releasing the anxiety, the perfectionism, the guilt, or whatever your biggest obstacles are to peace. You'll still slip back into old patterns, but you'll stop beating yourself up for it. That is stage one. You start having compassion for yourself. You forgive yourself. You give yourself permission to make mistakes and to be okay with it. You get to feel like a human being again. And it is 
so, I mean, it's like nirvana for those of us who are stuck in feeling like I have to do everything right and perfect and I'm messing up all the time and no matter what I do is not good enough. Oh my gosh, is step one so relieving? You get to feel present with your kids. You get to feel patient with them and yourself and your house and your husband, and you feel at peace. Step one is awesome. (laughs) It's amazing. The next step that the moms that I work with move into, my super moms, is they step into their power. You regain a sense of peace and control over your life. And as you do, you start to notice you are not so snappy. You're not so reactive with your kids anymore. Like it just kind of happens automatically because inside you're not annoyed by them. (laughs) You feel at peace. You feel like anything that isn't, anything right now in your life that is bothering you, you know, you could change it. And so it's this great thing. Like I remember I used to just get myself so wrapped up in this decision. Like right now, there's a pair of socks laying on my living room floor that belong to my daughter. And I can remember walking by this pair of socks like uh, uh, 10 times a day. And every time I'd walk by, I'd be like, I'm not picking them up. I'm going to leave that. She should do it. They're her socks. Or should I pick them up? Should I not? Should I punish her? Should I make her? Where is she? Where is she doing this? She's probably watching the TV. And like every time I'd walk by, the socks would be like screaming at me. <laughs> Do I or don't I? Should I or shouldn't I? And it just became this like really big, heavy question on my mind. It's like there's a right decision and a wrong decision. There's a right way to deal with these socks and a wrong way. And I'm doing it wrong every time. And so what happens in step two, when you move through life coaching, is the socks are still there, believe me, but you just don't attach to them in the same way. You don't have so much energy around it. You either pick them up and put them in the hamper, or you don't pick them up and put them in the hamper. You tell your daughter to do it, or she forgets and doesn't do it, but it just doesn't bother you. Does that make sense? It's like the dishes are done or they're not done, but they don't, it doesn't bother you. So step two is wonderful. You know, I just, these are when my clients come to my calls, like, oh my God, like there's a laundry basket sitting on my kitchen counter and it's been there for 24 hours and it doesn't even bother me. And they're just like laughing about it. Like there's so much like relief, but you handle parenting issues with calm confidence in step two. Not every time, but you don't beat yourself up for it when you don't. Like sometimes you yell, but it's not to the same degree. You know, before you come to life coaching, it's kind of like this exploding doormat, I call it, where it's like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Everything's under control. Mm -hmm, This is no, yeah, this is annoying, but it's okay. No big deal. And then when you explode, it's like this really big, loud temper tantrum with tears and and lots of force. And I need to get out of this house right away. And you got to like make a mountain out of a mole hill. So that happens before life coaching. After life coaching, you might just still snap, but it's not with so much energy and force. And you can just come back down from it really quickly in step two. So you bring your attention back to yourself, back to self-care. The self-sabotaging behaviors you felt guilty about, they go away. When you lay down your head at night, you feel satisfied and proud of your accomplishments. This stage is about stepping into your power and recognizing how much ability you actually have to affect change. So step one is relief. Oh my God, it's amazing. I feel great. 
Step two is power. It's a lot of like masculine energy. It's a lot of like, I can make stuff happen. And if I'm dissatisfied with anything going on in my life, I know I have the ability to change it. And that is so empowering. It just feels so good. Step three is where people get excited. This is where my clients are like, like, it just feels like it's opened up this whole new world. It's almost like you, I've given them the keys to the universe and they just were like, they've implemented self-care. They've got parenting practices under control that keep them peaceful and joyful. They feel like they're being the mom they want to be and they've freed up their creative energy. So this usually does not happen. I'll be honest, in the first uh, 12 weeks. In my first, the Super Moms Getting Tired coaching program in 12 weeks, usually we don't get you all the way to step three. But for my clients who've been working with me for like, you know, multiple times, multiple sessions over multiple years, or even like just a two, like a six months, they get to this excited stage where it's like, you've implemented the self-care, you've implemented parenting practices, you start thinking about ways to have more fun, to dream about your future. You've got all this creativity inside. You've got idea machine just starts flowing. You start pursuing your interests. You take on career challenges that you were too tired to think about before. It could be organizing your home, asking for a promotion, starting your own business, taking a riding class, or even just going on family hikes every weekend, something you've always wanted to do but never got around to doing. It's just your life becomes more aligned with your values and who you want to be and what you want to create. You realize that the world is yours to create however you see fit and life starts to feel friendly, supportive, and fun. So step three is a little bit more of this feminine energy. It's more playful, more receptive, more like, oh yeah, the universe wants this to happen. And you start noticing how things just like start showing up for you that you didn't even have to work that hard for. <laughs> it's a little bit more of this feminine energy, I guess. You know, I didn't really, I don't think I really got a firm glimpse of this until the last, probably about two years ago. I was really in step to just like, I'm so powerful. I can create whatever I want. I can forgive myself for any mistakes that I make. Like I'm a work in progress, but I just felt so powerful. I felt like anything I want, I can have. And that is just amazing, right? That's a great way to feel. So there really wasn't much motivation to change because it felt so good. I have two life coaching teachers and I would say one of them is very much still in this like stage two, step two, like own your power, know your worth, you know, like be the like authority in your life, lots of masculine energy, like make things happen. And I have another life coaching teacher who's a little more in the feminine energy, much more like receptive and allowing things to happen and tuning into your joy and what feels delicious to you in this moment. And so it's great to have both because I need both. <laughs> and it's nice to kind of bounce back and forth between the two. Um, but I really see step two needs to happen first. I feel like you have to step into your power first, believe in your ability to create whatever you want, know that. Like if you want to exercise every day that you can make that happen, we've got to prove that to ourselves. You know, if you want to clean out that 
basement that's full of garbage. We've got to do those things first before we can shift into that allowing feminine energy. And so for me, like I was saying, I didn't really feel much of a need to go into there. And and so I was pretty happy and content with where I was. But two years ago, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. And that was like the last, what I needed. It was just what I needed. Now looking back, it really shifted me into full surrender. Like I was able to like coach myself and any attachment I had to my mortality, to life or death, to, you know, like healthcare things just coming out of the blue to aging. I had to definitely go because the breast cancer I had wasn't that big of a deal, but then they wanted me to take this medication that was sending me into early menopause. So I definitely had some ego deaths going on there. And it was a great time. It was a time of surrender for me. And it's hard to, for some people to believe how magnificent it felt. But I remember just getting ready to go into surgery. I was going to have a lumpectomy. And I was just like a hundred percent faith, surrender, joy. Like I trusted my doctor. I'm like, go for it. Like whatever, no attachment. It was amazing. And then like two months after that, I went to Costa Rica and oh my gosh, it was just magical for me. And I realized that this was really that next level of my spiritual growth because there was like, I felt like the whole country is in this softer feminine energy, this allowing. There's not a lot of people in, there's nobody in fear. The locals are not in fear. I don't know how they do it, but they just seem so at peace all the time. And so to be in their environment and to be exposed to scary things, I mean, I was zipline and, you know, hundreds of meters above the ground and it was scary as heck. I saw, you know, on a hike, I saw a poisonous, deadly snake. There was bugs everywhere. There was, you know, riptides and animals you don't want to encounter in the ocean. Like I, I'm scared of, you know, waves and water and like I'm getting beat up by the waves. Like I, there was scary stuff. But when you look at the faces of all the Ticos, the locals, and they're so serene, then you kind of, it kind of helped me just detach from like, oh, like you just accept your fate. (laughs) And I heard these like deadly water slides that we were on. Like I was freaked out about like, this is horrible. Like people are really, really going to get hurt. But then you watch the faces of the locals and they're just like, yeah, if you get hurt, yeah, that's a bummer. That's disappointing. You know, yeah, you get attacked by a puma, you die. Mm -hmm. There's not really much you can do about that. And they're just so chill about it that it really, I felt like moved me to that next level. So step four of life coaching is probably this next level of just like total detachment from ego and just like a like a, I picture like Byron Katie or Eckhart Tolle, where they are just so attached to like material possessions and ego. I am not there yet, (laughs) but I am definitely shifted into this feminine energy. So if you want a coach to bring you to like full enlightenment, you got to find somebody else. (laughs) I'm not the coach for you. But if you want to start feeling better, a relief from all the stress and pressure. I mean, for a lot of us, I feel like coronavirus has done that. Coronavirus has moved us into step one, this relief from the pressure and for some of us, the fear. If you are in fear, then life coaching can help you shift out. But 
for a lot of us, it's really helped take the pressure off. And it's kind of then we're just faced with ourselves. It's like, okay, what's next? <laughs> now I maybe need to step into my power, learn how to, you know, really create the life that I want, uh, really take that back charge of like, I can have anything. If I want my kids to, you know, cook and clean and do the dishes every day, I can actually create that. Like, wow, what do you know? And I can do it from a place of peace and power and like calm and my own authority and like be super loving about it. Wow. Like that's just amazing to know (laughs) that you really can have whatever you want to have once you like make sure you're focusing on the things you have control over and letting go that my kids should just do it automatically and easily without any effort or coaching on my behalf. (laughs) That's something we got to let go of. Uh, They should act like robots and just do whatever I say the first time I ask it doesn't necessarily work that way, but I certainly can help you overcome any power struggles that you might be in with your kids or, you know, just that ability to like feel proud of yourself, feel like you're being the mom you want to be and living a life according to your values right now, as well as going forward. So if you're interested in life coaching, now is the perfect time. Go to lifecoachingforparents.com, schedule a free discovery call, and let's do this super moms. If you have any questions, don't forget to email me. It's going to be, it's a great time. That's, I love seeing them come in and what, what do I have to get to talk about this week? It's a new one every week and I love it. So keep them coming. Take care. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.